Hi friends, welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and this is an Ask Me Anything episode. Technically, this uh, this person did not ask me. They asked a different Facebook group, and I wanted to talk about it on this podcast, so let's dig in. This person posted anonymously in the Girl Scout Leaders Facebook group, and they said, unofficial, and they said... The girls voted to go to Savannah, and then a parent suggested families should go as well, and the girls were on board with that. How do I go about handling this? Shouldn't it be just the girls and enough chaperones for this kind of trip? And I want to <laughs> I want to talk about this. First and foremost, I understand the disappointment of like, that is not what I wanted this to be, and um, that's definitely frustrating. The elephant in the room that I'm definitely going to address first is insurance. So <laughs> one thing that's kind of nice about it being family trips is like the troop doesn't have to pay for anything because it doesn't have to be an official troop trip. Families can just go to Savannah and they can do that and it can be a family thing and an unofficial thing and not an official troop thing. If it's in an official troop capacity, then there are rules and regulations about um, insurance. So first of all, there's limitations and restrictions on tagalongs. And that might look a little different in different councils, but tagalongs here I'm referring, in case you don't know that term, I'm referring to siblings who are not Girl Scouts. So um, whether it's a uh, little little sibling who's too young to be a Girl Scout, whether it's a brother or sister who's not a registered member, um, there are rules and restrictions on that because Girl Scout insurance does not cover them unless you are able to purchase the extra insurance for those members, which may or may not be available or approved in your council. So you have different policies depending on where you are on that, but that is an out. <laughs> that is an out to be able to say for insurance purposes, the only people who are covered are registered background check members of Girl Scouts. Um, another thing that I would say about this as far as like, does it have to be the exact, you know, chaperone ratio? Typically, they do not want to see an out-of-balance ratio where there's an unnecessary amount of adults to girls. That ratio exists not just for safety, but it's also for, like, effectiveness and efficiency and um, for the optimal results for girls. However, with trips, it can be super helpful to have a parent or guardian or an adult, a trusted adult for each girl, especially I don't know how far you live from Savannah, but if you're making a big trip to Savannah, if it's flying, if it's trekking across multiple states, if it's several hours away, it's not something that a parent could come and pick their kid up if their kid got sick or homesick, um, then having a parent or guardian or trusted adult per girl is actually a great thing. And it's going to make the traveling part 150 times easier. Now, does the troop have to pay for all of those adults? That is definitely up to you and up to your troop bank account. So um, I think that you could go ahead and say this trip is going to be limited to like, hey, the girls expressed interest in having families attend after somebody suggested it. Um, but due to insurance restrictions and safety regulations, we can take one trusted adult per girl. And 
if your girl does not have a trusted adult who can or wants to attend, but you still want to send your girl, that is also okay. Um, And then kind of go from there. You can also set expectations for like, for example, you don't have to do it this way. Girls' expenses are covered by the troop. Adult expenses are going to be out of pocket. And this is what we anticipate the cost of the trip will be. Or you can literally say, this is the cost per adult to come. (laughs) You could do that. Um, You could say the troop leaders are covered by the troop because that's the adult safety ratio. The girls are covered by the troop because they literally are the troop. And then anybody else who wants to come, which is limited to one adult per girl, uh, who will have to be registered and background checked, by the way. Um, But that register but anybody who wants to be a registered background checked adult um that is one adult per kid you can come for let's say three hundred dollars right that's going to be the cost per extra adult on this trip and limited restricted to one adult per kid you could do that and this also might be an unpopular opinion but if you've been listening to the past few episodes it will not surprise you that also does not need to be the girl's decision it doesn't. So um, I hear you on this is what the girls want and we need to pay attention to what the girls want. Also, the girls need adults in their lives who make decisions based on what they know and what they've experienced that the girls may not know or have experienced and things like what the costs and insurance and logistic <laughs> details might look like for making it a family trip. The g- girls don't know that or have experience with that right so um that's definitely an option um now if you want it to be a family trip the first thing like if you are like okay if that's the direction everyone else wants to go i need to at least do my research some things to find out would be what would your council approve you know as far as making it a family trip what can you do What can you get approved that it's still considered a Girl Scout event? What uh, do they require as far as registration, background check? I mean, obviously, any adult going needs to be background checked, but registration, background checked, um, the uh, extra insurance situation, and do they have restrictions on the number of people who are not members girl members um especially when it comes to extra kids but even with extra adults and also what are your council's restrictions around traveling with men i know i have some men who listen to this podcast and definitely men can be leaders men can be volunteers but there are different restrictions as far as um sleeping arrangements go so while you're asking the questions of your council about the insurance restrictions and the registration or lack thereof, um, ask them also about what their guidelines and policies are for traveling. This, I'm assuming, will be an overnight trip. Sounds like it's going to be a substantial trip. So for a substantial trip like that, what are their requirements for traveling, um, the actual travel part? Like we went to uh, Sedona. (laughs) That is an Arizona town. Um, We went to Savannah when I was in sixth grade. I was a Girl Scout. And um, we did 
six girl members and their six moms and we did a mom and daughter trip and uh 12 of us went to savannah from maryland and i actually lived in pennsylvania at the time but my troop was based in maryland and we all care well we did not caravan we had a big bus and um we took a big bus to savannah so um yeah, it was like a wild time and it was very, very fun. It's a very good memory. I loved that it was a mom and daughter trip. I loved having my mom. I loved that all the girls had their moms. Not all girls have a mom in their life and not all girls have a mom in their life who could necessarily go to Savannah. So um, you know your group and you know what would or would not be appropriate for your group. I think saying like a trusted adult per girl makes a lot more sense and also making sure it's very clear that if a girl does not have a trusted adult who is available to attend, that she is still more than welcome to be included uh, fully and completely and that you will look out for her and make sure that she's your other daughter for <laughs> the duration of the trip. Like make sure her adults know and make sure she knows that um, you know, it's not a requirement to attend. Uh, I do think that also could be leverage if you really don't want a bunch of families to go, to go ahead and say, like, not everyone's family is available to go. So this isn't going to be the troop and Susie's family. This is going to be the troop is going. If your family wants to take a vacation to Savannah, you definitely can on your own time and your own dollar. So uh, if you know that there are girls in your troop community who do not have families that could attend, that's another way to do that. Um, and then, like I said at the very beginning, you definitely could do this trip as a family trip that is unofficial, that is not covered by any Girl Scout funds is not an official Girl Scout troop that is made abundantly clear this is not a Girl Scout troop trip. We are all connected through Girl Scouts. That's how we know each other or what we have in common is that we are all affiliated with this troop. But this trip is a thing a bunch of us families want to do together with our children. And we are going to go to Savannah because there's Girl Scout stuff there, but there's also good food dolphin tours, haunted tours, like ghost tour things, lots of other cool stuff to do in Savannah that has nothing to do with Girl Scouts. But while we're there, we're also going to tour Girl Scout headquarters because it is something that we have in common. But this is not an official Girl Scout troop. We are just going as groups of friends that want to take a co-family trip to Savannah, Georgia, which is a destination we picked because it's a place we all want to go. Um, you can definitely do that. Again, no troop funds then. Don't don't mingle. Don't mix and mingle this um, because it would not be covered by Girl Scout insurance. And you would need to be extra explicit with all the families involved that this would be personal risk and liability, personal financial uh, contribution, and coverage and um, absolutely unofficial in the eyes of Girl Scouts. So then you can do anything you want, stay anywhere you want, make any decisions you want, totally up to you. Um, but it's it's not an official Girl Scout trip at that point. So those are kind of the different directions that can go. I'm feeling like I'm kind of out of things to talk about about this now. I thought this was going to be a way bigger topic. So let me pull up another question. Okay, so um, 
Okay, let's do this one. This one is a fun one. Tony asks, what does your troop do when they arrive for a meeting, but you're still waiting on the complete group to start the meeting? They've done coloring pages before, and now they're looking for other ideas. And also, just as a note, they meet in the library. So, okay, coloring pages are a great thing to do, especially when the girls are younger, but also girls who are older kind of come back around on coloring pages. Um, you can also do activities like um, simple crosswords or you make the crossword um, or word searches, mazes. Those can all be good. Um, you can also do we my troop loved charades that never got old they would that was our go-to time waster was charades um, also as the girls got older because they knew each other a lot better um, they just wanted to talk they wanted to talk to each other they wanted to talk to us that was totally fine um we did not meet at a library. I mean, sometimes we met at the library, but most of the time our like main meeting place was not a library. So this wasn't an issue, but we did have outdoor space. So we could also have them run around when the weather was nice enough. And as long as it was light outside. Um, so we would let them do some running around sometimes and they would make up their own games. We would do like, I could see in a library doing some scavenger hunt or I spy type games um you could do like a simon says type thing um girls tend at, at especially younger ages but at any age this would be good but definitely at younger ages um anything that makes them like physical up and moving around so charades is good uh, simon says is good scavenger hunts are good a follow the leader type thing around your little area like imitate what i do kind of a thing could be good um any kind of circle, sitting in a circle game. Um, of course, if you're at the library, you're going to have to monitor your volume for sure. If you're in like a kid's section or if you're in a private room, then that would be better. But um, to, to do kind of more circle games, you can do um, like check-in type things. You could have them draw, which is different from coloring. You could have them journal. That's something we did one year. We had girls do journals. They had their own composition book. We would have a prompt for them, but they could also write anything they wanted to write, anything that they felt like writing. Uh, we had like an agreement with them that no girl read each other's journals. Um, they only re read their own unless they were explicitly shared um, with that individual, but they only read their own journals. And then um, we could read their journals, but as adults, as adult volunteers, so it was a way they could write us letters and like talk to us about things. But if they did not want us to read something, all they had to do to keep it private is just fold the page over. So um, that was something we would respect. We would not read it if they folded the page over. But if they didn't fold the page over, we would read it and we would actually write back to them so that the next time they got their journal, they would have a note back from us. So it was a way that girls talked to us about things like parents getting divorced, parents getting remarried, um, a parent being pregnant, uh, a lot of 
parent things, a parent traveling for work and being out of town for six months, um, lots of like things. Also things going on with friends at school, um, getting bullied. Like it was a time that girls could choose to open up to us about some of those kind of more personal or like bigger issues that there wasn't necessarily dedicated time to talk to us about. So that was something they could also draw in their journals, especially for the younger girls. That was really helpful. Um, that it didn't have to be like sitting and writing a paragraph. So if we had a prompt, they could draw, they could color, they could write just different words that came to mind. They could write about anything. They could practice spelling. They could write their name over and over. It did not matter. They could do anything really they wanted with that journal, but we would give them a prompt to help them practice journaling. Um, so there were lots and lots of ways we could use those journals. Um, we would often have activities that were based on whatever we were talking about at the time or something we had done recently. So like word search, maze, um, crossword type things, but like related to stuff we had done. Sometimes we would bring in like pretty basic board games that they could kind of sit and play while they were waiting um but again as they got older honestly it was just social time for us we just let them socialize with each other and then that was a time for them to catch up and see each other we had girls from different schools but even if they went to the same school they hung out in different friend groups so girl scouts was a time for them to be together so you don't necessarily have to have like an activity but if you want to you definitely can okay let's see What are options for high schoolers to volunteer with Girl Scouts if they're not already Girl Scouts? I have rising first graders going into their second daisy year. A friend, a family friend has a wonderful high school daughter who's looking into volunteer opportunities in the community and expressed interest in helping our troop. I assume I'd have to get her registered as a member, but then can I officially call her a volunteer? I know she would technically be a Girl Scout senior, but she's not really looking for the extracurriculars of a peer group, more just wants to be a troop leader. Is she just a random senior in our troop who can participate as she and I decide? I assume she can't count in safety numbers for chaperones, etc., but could come along as an additional set of hands. Background check? Question mark. Just looking to see if others have had this experience. So this is from Jenny. So Jenny, I would say um, you're spot on in what you're assuming. So she's not going to count as an adult. She's not going to count as a volunteer. As far as Girl Scouts, the organization sees her, she's a girl member. Now, as a girl member, if what she wants to do is mentor younger girls and help run younger girl meetings and activities she can totally absolutely do that she will not count in a safety ratio for you and if anything as somebody commented and pointed out she will actually add a number to your total girl count and you go by the youngest age of girls present for safety ratios she could actually increase the number of adults you need um by being present but Definitely having older girls help younger girls is very helpful. What I would say is that this is an opportunity for her to do more than just work with younger girls. If working with younger girls is primarily what she wants to do, she should totally do that. And it's not that she needs to join a troop. She can be an independent member. But I would encourage her, since she's looking at volunteer opportunities anyway and she seems really driven, talk to her or have her go to like a session or do an online webinar or something from your council about the gold award because 
as a Girl Scout senior, she can earn her gold award and that's going to open up options for college scholarships if she wants to go to college. If she goes into the military, she can enter a rank higher. She can get all kinds of like recognitions and um, whatnot for earning her gold award. And of course, she can put it on her resume. So um, as someone who seems volunteer driven anyway, it's an opportunity for her to participate in a project like that. She might also be interested in doing her own badge work. She might be interested in travel opportunities for girls her um, her age. She doesn't need to do a traditional troop experience. Lots and lots of high schoolers don't want a traditional troop experience, but there's a chance for her to potentially be a girl board member for the organization. There's a chance for her to help plan like annual meeting. There's a chance for her to help be like a camp counselor in training at summer camp. There's a chance for her to even serve the national organization as a girl delegate for all kinds of things. Um, and she could help not just your troop, but lots of troops in addition to earning her gold award and she can travel so there's so so many things that older girls can do outside of like badge work but she may even be interested in the badge work honestly so um i would encourage her to like learn more about what being a girl scout looks like in general and if she what she wants to primarily do is work with the younger girls she can definitely do that and and so many other forms of leadership and volunteering so um, but yes, you're correct. She does need to be registered. She will be registered as a girl member. She does not count as a chaperone. She does not need a background check. She's under 18. And um, yeah, and so she can count as an extra pair of hands. She can be very helpful, but she's actually going to count toward your girls in your girl ratio for safety purposes. So, um, but yeah, having older girls to help is a huge, huge, huge thing. And for me, that was a massive benefit of having a multi-level troop because we had opportunities for older girls to just be older girls together. And they still did like their own community service, their own field trips, their own, they were planning an out of state trip, which obviously got canceled because of COVID um, in 2020 they um they can do a lot of stuff on their own and like make friends with other girls their age and have conversations that are age appropriate for their age and then they can also be very helpful with the younger girls so uh, that is just a massive massive um help and i do highly recommend it but yeah you're still going to need other other adult volunteers so okay i think that's probably um it for me for this week. Um, I I feel like these past few like question and answer episodes, we have been getting through a lot of conversation. So hopefully this is helpful and um, I will see you next week. If you want to ask a question, you can ask me um, at girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, it's um, the page for this podcast is facebook.com slash girlscoutpodcast. There's also a link there to join our Facebook group if you want to. Um, it's a not a very like really active Facebook group, but it's very positive, very empowering, very supportive. We have a really, really good community of like-minded, high-impact 
loving, inclusive leaders. And um, we work really hard to keep the space as positive as possible. So um, you can definitely join us there if you're a Facebook user. And if not, email me, girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about your experience. I'd love to have you on the podcast. And if you have questions, I'd love to answer them. So by the way, if you are, especially if you're new, if you have questions, if you're new here, you can come on and do an interview with me. We'll talk about what it's been like signing up for Girl Scouts, becoming a volunteer in the first place, the stuff you're trying to figure out. And I will answer your questions right then and there. We can just have a conversation. We'll just record it to put it on the internet. And I can edit out anything that uh, you're you don't want shared or you need to keep private or anything like that or if you just are embarrassed by something don't worry we can we can edit anything out so um it's super low pressure i promise i'm very fun to hang out with on zoom and um and it's a lot of fun if you are a leader who's been around the block for a while and you have not come on the podcast yet it is time it is time my friend let's get you on here i really really would love to feature your story and to hear some of your stories and just to meet you and talk to you and geek out about girl scouts for a while and if you've been on the podcast before but you haven't been on in a while it's time to come back it's time to come back we all want an update we want to hear how your girls have grown we want to hear how you have grown we want to hear what you're up to and how things have changed and evolved for you over time so you've got to come back on the podcast i need some more interviews otherwise this is all just me answering questions so um if you want to come on the podcast you can get the link from me at girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com or message me in the Facebook group and I will send you the link happily, enthusiastically. Please come on the podcast. And um, by the way, if this has been helpful for you, if you like this podcast, if you want to support me, the best thing you can do is leave a review. I don't get a ton of reviews on this podcast, but I do get a lot of private messages from people and the private messages mean so much, so much, like multiple have brought me to tears. You are so nice and I love this community and I love that's what keeps me going that's what makes me want to continue even doing this podcast is hearing from actual people listening that it matters to them that I'm producing this content and um but reviews are public so it actually helps other people find the podcast and encourages them to actually listen to it and to become part of our community here so um if you can leave a review I would really really appreciate it you can leave a star rating or or type out a review on Apple Podcasts. And on Spotify, you can leave a rating, but you can also um, actually give a response to each episode individually. So if you have thoughts about that episode, or if you just wanna support the guest or me on any specific episode you can actually respond to those specific episodes too and um, i see all of those i love them so much they mean so much to me and um, you mean so much to me thank you for being here thank you for what you do for girls in your community and i'll see you right here next week <laughs>